Hi, Mason, and welcome to, other, uh, to another 9320 player exclusive. We're delighted to welcome back Pep Confidential author, Mr. Marty Perrineau. Welcome, Marty. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to, to be with you. How are you? Fine, thanks. Working in a, in a, in a, in a new book about the history of the tactical, you know, and, yeah. and uh, working also very close to Manchester City, and I'm fine. Nice. Except my, my English, and, and my English is so poor as ever. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, Marty, you have to stop apologizing for that. Um, listen, I want to begin by asking you, um, are you surprised by the way this season has unfolded in the Premier League? And what I mean by that is um, the lack of competition and pressure from other clubs on City, the fact that they are so far ahead in March. I'm not, I'm not agree absolutely about this lack of competition. I, I remember uh, the draw uh, of Everton at, at Etihad Stadium, the last minute win of uh, Manchester City with the starting goal at Barnum House, the problems at Huddersfield, the draw at Crystal Palace and so many fixed matches. Um, probably some uh, favorites to, to, to fixed for the title as uh, Chelsea um, this season. Uh, they, they have competed not only in Premier League and FA Cup, but also in Europe, and that uh, has been a problem for uh, Antonio Conte's team. It's a, um, it's a normal problem for Conte, who prefers to, to focus only in a, in a competition and not in two, not in two or three competitions. But um, that's true. And, and Manchester City has been at high level in, in Premier League, very much than the rivals. That's true. Are you surprised by the consistency that the players have shown at City this season? Well, um, I think it's the second year of Pep Guardiola at Manchester City. The, the, the players know very well this kind of play. Also, the, the system of play are... Um, has has a bit of stability every every match with four three three um, at the start of the of the match. The players are very comfortable with uh, this, this system, and especially they are um, they know very well the small details of this kind of play. He knows very well his coach and. And I, I think it's for 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 this this matter especially. Okay. Um, about about your question of competition, that's 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 another through also. Especially City um, played very well the big matches. Yeah. Uh, if you remember, his major difficult has been against the teams of Championship. Yeah. In in FA Cup or Carabao Cup, or or in matches without uh, rewards. As uh, the match in Shak against Shakhtar Donetsk, the match against uh, Basel in Champions League, the matches without uh, a big reward are uh, worse matches. Yeah. But normally, in the big matches, unless the the, the match in, in Anfield Road in Anfield um, in Premier League uh, are brilliant players by Manchester City. Mm. Is there one game or one moment this season which you think has been important for the long-term mentality of the team? So was there like a moment or, or, or a game where you felt like, okay, this is important, this victory will give them something, a platform for the future? Mm, probably both. Uh, a, a match and a moment. Okay. I think I, I remember uh, a special match um, in November against Napoli yeah. in Champions League when Manchester City won 2-4. Uh, I yeah. think 2-4 was. It was. The 
um, I think this was a special match against a very good team who play similar than Manchester City with a great manager, Mauricio Sarri, who is a, Pep is a fan of Mauricio Sarri. And I think it was a very big success in, in Napoli. And especially for the mentality of the team, not for the three points in the group phase of Champions League, but especially for the mentality. They, they understood that it's possible to go to uh, a big stadium against a big team and, and also to win. Yeah. And another special moment, I think, was in around December and January when, when they are uh, a succession of dangerous tackles uh, that could, could have caused serious injuries yeah. in several players. Do you remember? Absolutely. Uh, De Bruyne, Sterling... Sane, Gundogan, etc. And um, that that was a, a a very risk moment. And well, that that has there has been the, the, the serious injury of Sane, but not more than not more than this. Okay. And I, I think it was an important moment of the season. How does uh, I know it's not on the agenda, but I want to ask you this since you raised it. Um, how does how did Pep feel about in that moment where we had all of those challenges one after the other? Even for me as a supporter, at a certain moment, it was very difficult to watch the games because it felt you, you felt physically angry at the the kinds of challenges that were being made. I know that publicly. Pep was very calm and he always said, you know, it isn't about my players, it's about all the players in the league and, you know, protecting all the players and protecting the game. Privately, how did he, how was he feeling about the fact that these challenges were happening? It felt like only to City players. Well, perhaps he he was uh, calm, apparently, apparently calm, but but uh, in private and inside, uh, he he was very very hungry because this you have explained very well was a a terrible moment because um, sometimes apparently um, there has been a, a little bit uh, hunting against some players. Yep. Um, okay, I think didn't exist an organized hunting. Nah, nah, that's a stupid uh, thing. But um, in some moments of this of this matches, uh, and um, as a spectator, I'm, I'm also hungry about what what happens with uh, with the um, knees and with the legs of of this player. And Pep, of course, was very very hungry. Hmm. Is that because you know Pep so well? Do you think that when things like this happen, is it something that he will address with the players as well, or do you think it's just something that you know that that he expects because the players are adults that they will deal with it on the pitch and he will have his say in the media, or will he talk to the players about it? I think I, I think um, that was that, that was a, an special moment when some some uh, rivals make these uh, serious tackles and and some referees didn't uh, make any big decision about that, um, but. After after four or five matches, and when Pep talk purely about about uh, to 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 demand to the referees to make some decisions, uh, finally that hunting has over. Um, they 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 play they they talk with his own players. Okay. 
to be to be a little bit fast. He remember very well that Johan Cruyff, when he played, was uh, ever hunted by the the rivals, and he 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 said ever, uh, I need to be more fast than my rivals. So the, that's the only message for his sound players to be more fast than the rivals. Okay, perfect. Um, now, obviously, we've done so well in the Premier League that it it almost it's not finished, but it feels like it will be finished sooner rather than later. Um, which kind of leaves only the Champions League. Now, we've obviously drawn mm. Liverpool, and that's annoying, mm. but it's got a lot of attention in the media. And I wanted to focus a little bit on those ties. Um, just to begin with, are Klopp and Guardiola friends? Friends? <laughs> no, I think not. They are not friends. They are a friendly relation, of course, yes. I, I I saw many times at uh, Germany in Dortmund or in Munich, and they are a very good relation, friendly relation, a respect uh, relation, mm, but not like a friend. I think perhaps Pep is a very good friend of Thomas Tuchel, okay, but not not than Julian Klopp. But okay. they are a, a friendly relation. Yes. Okay. Um, how? What did you learn from the games in Dortmund and Munich, uh, between Dortmund and Munich, about how Pep and Jurgen Klopp are similar and how they are different in the way that they coach and manage their teams? I think they, they are similar in passion, mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> that's, mm. that's very clear. Yeah. In, in intensity, during the matches, during the um, trainings, yeah, he he would they, they would like than his players play ever with maximum maximum intensity, maximum pace, and of course they are a very different ways of uh, understanding the the play, but like the position of play. To try to to play uh, total football, yep. and uh, Jurgen Klopp, of course, they love very much the, the counter pressing, the, the gegen pressing in Dutch, um, and Klopp didn't like too much to be the ball. He preferred don't to be the ball. It's for that 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 he has some worries when. When he played against small teams and their teams didn't like the ball because club uh, preferred to 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 make the counter pressing. Okay. Um, for Pep, what do you think the bigger challenge uh, is and was uh, playing Dortmund as Bayern coach or or playing Liverpool as the City coach? It's similar. It's similar. Bayern and Manchester City are uh, two dominant uh, ma- uh, teams mm-hmm. who like the ball, who like the positional play. And Borussia Dortmund and Liverpool are two big teams who prefer the counter-pressing. Okay. It's a similar challenge. Do you think that the distance between the two teams in terms of quality is similar? So, for example, the difference between Bayern and Dortmund is similar to the difference between Liverpool and City in terms of quality, or was one of those teams better? I think it's similar also. Okay. I think it's similar. Borussia Dortmund won uh, before Pep, uh, won two German leagues, and arrive to to the final of Champions League against Bayern of uh, the Bayern of Juventus, but uh, after that it was a, a similar level than than this Liverpool of, of Jurgen Klopp. Mm. Okay. Not exactly level, but similar. Okay. Yeah. Um, looking at the at the two league games this this season that we played against Liverpool. Um, 
is there something that Guardiola will have learned either about Liverpool or about his own City players uh, that he can take into the Champions League ties? I think the matter is uh, not if Guardiola learn about this, about these two matches, but if the players of Manchester City has been learned. <laughs> of course. Why? Why? Because Pep knows very well Jurgen Klopp, and um, Klopp play with Liverpool very similar than his uh, and he plays at uh, Borussia Dortmund, and Pep knows his tactics. But the, the, the most important thing is if the players of Manchester City has learned this, uh, the, the lesson of uh, Anfield. Because the, tactical, the club's tactical is very easy to explain. It's, it's the hue of the bear. I don't know if in English, this is a, an, an, in Spanish, is a, a, a very clear expression. The hue of the bear. Um, club, club distributes five players during the build-up of the rival yeah. um, in the middle, yeah. forming a kind of uh, a giant U, yeah. a flat U. It, this is the hue of the bird. He, uh, he, looks, he looks for you to enter the ball inside, yeah. that kind of, of, of mouth of of the wolf, and if you enter, he closes his mouth. He press and steal the ball to launch the counter-attack, the gegenpressing. But if you don't enter that uh, wolf's mouth, and you go to the outside, to the, to the band, then they always do a two against one. Also, for to steal the ball and start again the counter attack. Gotcha. This is the this is the club's tactical at Borussia Dortmund and at Liverpool. And if you remember uh, the match of Premier League, what happens? We thought. Do you remember the Otamendi's uh, mistake? Absolutely, and Stones' mistake as well. Ota, You're talking Ota, about the game Ota at Anfield. Mendy, yeah, Otamendi makes his uh, the the Manchester City build up. And he's entered inside of this uh, mouth of the ball. Yeah. He lose the ball, uh, counter-attack of Liverpool and goal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, very, Pep knows very well that. But the most important is, is uh, if uh, Otamendi and his uh, uh, colleagues understood <laughs> so, uh, very well that so let me Four ask you a question then uh, how, how does Pep how, how do you solve this problem <laughs> yeah exactly like how, for a team who likes to keep the ball play centrally as well as playing wide if if Jurgen Klopp's tactic is you you open up the U you invite the players in and then you close it and you take the ball back and you counter attack how do we approach because the first game is at Anfield does that then mean that we play more direct, play more from, you know, the big diagonal from, for example, Laporte across to Sterling or something like that? Well, first, first of all, you cannot to play too much different than you have played all, all the season okay. with these uh, very good results, of course, because if you, if you change absolutely your personality, uh, you will make a mistake. You will need to play as Manchester City has played all the season. Yeah. So, assuming a lot of risk, but after that, you need to cheat the rival. Probably with uh, combine your normal kind of play with to play long balls. Okay. Long balls from Ederson, long balls from Otamendi, or long balls from the fullbacks. And to combine, okay. sometimes you, you, you will make the norm, your normal build-up, assuming the risk, and trying don't, don't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes to combine that with uh, a long ball from someone. 
Okay. Um, does the approach change from Guardiola in these uh, two-legged Champions League knockout ties? So, for example, does he plan for one 90-minute game and then you start again the next time round, you plan for another 90-minute game? Or does he plan for one 180 minutes? I think perhaps perhaps he will be a little bit changed, but not too much, not too much. Okay. I think he will go to, to Anfield to win, okay. to try to win, not to try to draw. Perhaps you will you will win to draw or you lose. Uh, never never to know. No no one no one's know know what happened. But uh, I'm sure absolutely. Manchester City will go to Anfield to try to win. Okay. A little bit conservative than at uh, home's match, perhaps, perhaps, but uh, not too much conservative. No. Mm, if you, if you remember the, all the season, uh, the big matches has been against the big teams and with a uh, offensive. Or in or vocation of uh, of Manchester City, yeah, to try to win every time. Is there a different way that Guardiola? So when you say maybe a little bit more conservative, what I'm wondering is. For example, when we went to Stamford Bridge and we played Chelsea earlier in the season, um, was that a an example of? being a little bit more conservative than normal? Or are you talking about something that we've not seen so far this season? No, I think I think he played normally he played with the same idea. Yeah. And he put some different details. What kind of details? Um for instance if you play with Bernardo Silva you 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 will play with a right winger, but also with a guy who could play also as fourth midfielder. Yeah, it is a, a, a small detail, but mm, this is the kind of details and that Pep try to to, to change sometimes. I understand. Do you think that the difference between Aguero and, and Gabriel Jesus is also similar to the difference between Sterling and, and Bernardo Silva in terms of the fact that, because like you say, Bernardo can step in and be part of a four-man midfield, which makes it a little bit more solid. Uh, and similarly with Jesus, he's more comfortable dropping into midfield. And you, you see what I'm asking there? Well... Uh... It's 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 a, a good example. Yes, yes. Um, Aguero and, and Gabriel Jesus are different kind of players. Um, Gabriel Jesus press more more high and more hard than Aguero. Yeah, he's very. He has been a, a big intensity, fast, and so on. Aguero, he retained the ball better than Gabriel Jesus. He's playing very well the third man when yeah. when he's he play now outside of the box. Yeah. Aguero he's playing very well outside of the box in the last uh, two months. Um, and yes, it's different to play with with one one or or another. It's similar than to play with uh, Sterling or with Bernardo Silva. Okay. Yeah, it's not not big difference, but small details. Yeah. Small detail. Um, I, I put this question in the agenda. Uh, a lot has been made of Guardiola's statistically poor record in Champions League away ties in, in the knockout rounds. Um, what I wanted to know from you is... Why do you think that is? Is it something about the structure or the nature of the competition? Or is it just coincidence? Is it simply a case that every single individual game you can analyze and there will be a reason, but there isn't an overall reason? 
I think I think it's uh, about the, the the competition structure. Okay. Uh, no one win never the Champions League without to lose uh, some matches. Pep uh, won two Champions League and two semi-final position during his Barca era, mm-hmm. and um, his his rating was less than fifty percent of of wins. Yeah, I remember. I think uh, fifty-nine or similar. Uh, at Bayern, he played three semi-finals, and I think his his ratio was his rating was sixty-four or similar. And um, this season, he's in, in seventy-five in 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 Champions League, but of course, many of that matches was in in group phase. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, I think I think they were, they were, his ratings are similar than than others teams and other coaches. Uh, I think this is a, a question absolutely of the competition structure. Okay, it's but you a, don't think Champions League is the is a, the most difficult competition because it's not a regularity competition as a champion as a championship as a league. Yeah. So, but you don't think that Pep himself has some kind of problem with a way that's not a weakness in Guardiola as a coach. That's what I'm asking you because that's the narrative right now that people. I think I feel like in England people are looking for things that they can criticize Guardiola about, and I I know and I've already heard and read with the knockout rounds of the Champions League around the corner that because of his record in a way size in knockout in knockout competitions there is a feeling that this is a weakness in guardiola's coaching would you agree with that really not because well uh, sometimes he he has lost matches of course away but also at home um, in Champions League, but I think no one has um, two two trophies, uh, five semi-final, two trophies and five semi-finals in eight seasons. It's not no bad. one has been that. <laughs> it's yeah. not bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, okay, look, uh, another thing that I, I kind of want to run through all of the narrative media myths that, that we're reading about City uh, and the Champions League. One of the other things that people are beginning to comment on is that maybe Manchester City will have the same problem that Bayern Munich and Paris Saint-Germain had, have in that because the league season is finished so quickly and the games are so easy that it's difficult to find the right intensity to play in the later stages of the Champions League. Is this something you agree with? No, no. <laughs> why? Because, why? Because, uh, because um, the next five matches, are the most important of the season for Manchester City. Okay. Everton, Everton, Manchester United, and Tottenham Premier League, and Liverpool in Champions League. Yeah. Five matches in two weeks. Yeah. So you can, you can, Manchester City can win the Premier League in, in the next, uh, at, at, uh, medium, at medium of uh, April. And two goals to semi-final of Champions League if they win uh, Liverpool in, in quarterfinals. After that, um, I think didn't have problem because uh, could be could be a main record to block in Premier League the 95 points of of Chelsea. Yeah, and I think um, in the same in the same. In the same matter, then Pep never talk about to to finish the league without a loss. 
Do you remember many times Absolutely. He, he said, "We will, we will lose some matches." Okay, but I think the team, especially the players, like to break this record of points. It's not easy to break that, but if if they could to break this uh, Premier League record, was I think will be a a very good thing and especially a very good focus for the end of the season. Yeah. So I think didn't didn't then could then could be easy to to lack the intensity of the next games. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, okay, last kind of question on the Champions League and 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 how we're going to approach that. Uh, tactically, I mean, it's something we've touched on earlier as well. Tactically, we've been very consistent this season. We've played 4-3-3. It's very obvious that the players are very, very comfortable with this. Um, the only real big difference is the way the fullbacks play, whether they stay wide or they come inside. Everything else feels quite consistent. Um do you think that this will be the same in the Champions League? Or can you see, for example, against Liverpool, some type of surprise? So for me, a surprise would be changing to a three at the back or maybe playing with a 4-4-2 diamond or doing something that they, Liverpool, really didn't expect or we've not seen. I didn't expect any 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 surprise in this way. No. Okay. No, I think the players are very comfortable with the four-three-three. Yeah, uh, really, it's not a four-three-three; it's a two-three-two-three. Okay, because if uh, because normally seventy-five uh, percent of the matches Manchester City has the ball, he's dominant, and in this case, uh, Manchester City play with two backs, Otamendi, Company, or Stones, or Laporte. Three in the middle, yeah. Fernandinho plus the two fullbacks, two inside, Kevin De Bruyne, Gundogan, Silva, yeah. and three forwards. Uh, so it's a two-three-two-three two, normally. Okay. Um, I didn't expect any surprise in this in this way. I expect some details. Yeah, that's that's true. That's uh, what what kind of the details. Uh, for example, the position of the fullbacks, mm-hmm. where will be inside or or outside, or perhaps one outside and the other inside. Mm-hmm. Um, the position of uh, of the wingers, very very open to the band, or one open and the other a little bit inside, okay. or in the half spaces. Okay, that's that's I think. I, I think this kind of of, of the things. Okay. Will, will Do you see any changes in selection between? So yeah, what 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 detail in terms of selection can you see as different at Anfield from the Etihad? I think it is, about the players' names. Yeah. Don't will be if if everybody is fit. And I hope everybody will be fit after the selection match, the <laughs> international matches. Um, <laughs> if everybody is fit, uh, I think there will be big changes be- between the first and the second match. No, mm-hmm. no. Uh, I think the, the the only changes will be about these details. But of course, the, it, it depends on the result of the first match. Of, of course. course. Okay. But I didn't expect an eight-four uh, or a five-zero or a four-three uh, <laughs> results in these kind of matches. Not Premier League. Yeah, I didn't expect that. Okay, perhaps will happen. Yeah. Um, will we be? This is actually a listener's question, and I want to apologize to the listeners. I haven't actually got the names of the listeners who asked the question, so. Just know that I'm asking you a question, even if I don't know your name, I'm sorry. Um, I have a question, some listeners' questions. And the first one is this. Uh, Pep's Bayern played more directly than Pep's Barca. And in turn, Pep's City play even more directly. Um, will well, the, uh, 
You don't I'm not, agree. I'm not, I'm not agree absolutely. Tell <laughs> me, I want you to disagree because... with me. Okay. Um, I, I think Bayern play more directly than Barca. That's true. Yeah. And sometimes City play also more directly than Bayern, but only sometimes because he, they combine very good the positional play and to play with pause and to play slowly uh, or without hurry and to combine with long balls and to combine to combine of course with a direct counter attack yeah i think uh, manchester city is a mix of uh, different styles okay um Looking just looking at the Liverpool game, then in terms of the because they especially at Anfield because they press so high, can you envisage a situation where maybe at Anfield we will play more directly than we normally would because we know that we have another game against them at the Etihad a week later? Could be, could be, okay. could be. Okay. The, 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 the most important thing is when they will play more directly or when they will play with long balls and uh, from where point to 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 pass these long balls directly from Ederson or directly from uh, the center backs but uh, close to his uh, own box or uh, 25 meters uh, inside of the um, midfield. Yeah. It depends. Okay. And this detail will be important. Okay. Um, okay, next question. <laughs> You'll love this. What are the positions that Pep wants to improve in the summer? Ah, the <laughs> Indian question. Um I think, do, do, do you know, people like to be all the position doubles. So he two likes, players. He like to, yeah, he like to, to he like the players who could play in in many positions. Ah, okay, yeah, okay. Like, like, like Fernandinho, like uh, Kevin De Bruyne, like uh, Danilo, uh, etc. And also, he like to be two players per position. Yeah. So he he now now he has two goalkeepers, four fullbacks, four uh, center backs, four inside with uh, with Phil Foden. Yeah. Um, two number nines, Aguero and, and Gabriel Jesus. But uh, I think next season he will be only one midfielder, Fernandinho. And he has three three wingers, Sané, Sterling and Bernardo. So, I think uh, it's easy to understand uh, where, need, where the team need to, to reinforce his positions. Okay, so you think when he be... has only one one per per position? Yeah, the players the the places where we're short a player. Um, I guess this is a difficult question, but I'm going to ask it. Is there are there any players who are in the squad this season who you think might get sold in the summer? So for, basically, what I'm saying is that all those positions where you say we have four fullbacks, four centre backs, centre mid forwards, wingers, are there any positions where we are full where you think a player might leave? I think I think the the, the main the main work was uh, last summer. Okay. That's to change to change the to change half of, of the team. Uh, next summer I, I I didn't expect big news. I okay. think the, the team will need uh, these two positions that I, I talk. A midfielder, of course. Probably a, a forward, with a, especially a winger, perhaps. And I even expect to, to, to Manchester City sell 
any any player or any big player. Okay. Normally, it's to loan to loan some young or, uh, but not more than not more than this. Okay. Um, listen, how much better can this team get? And the reason that I asked that question, I know it sounds like a strange question, but it's important because we are so far ahead in the Premier League. Um, it feels like, for me as a supporter, the football that we've seen for the majority of this season is so far ahead of anything that we've seen previously that it's kind of hard to imagine how to grow again, if that makes sense. So for you, how much better can the team get? And from Guardiola's point of view, where is he in the evolution of the team? I think I think the, the team has been played very well this season, of course. Some matches very, very, very well and some, some other matches uh, regular. But in terms of, of, uh, of the whole season, I think the team has, has played very well. Mm-hmm. I think now he's at more or less at 90% of his level. Okay. There, could, could improve some, uh, some, some position, some uh, performance. For instance, the, the the left fullback without Mendy, or um, the accuracy of Gabriel Jesus after his uh, injury or to return to form, to good form, to John Stones, who, after his injury, uh, he, don't, he doesn't play as well as before his injury, uh, or now to be... Now the, the, what happens with the knee of Kun Aguero. So I think the team is now at 90%, more or less. I think... He could improve, of course, with uh, this kind of uh, of small matters. And the next season, I think he could improve also in the tactical point point of view. Not only to play every time with the comfortable system two three two three, but also to to improve and to learn. Uh, different systems for um, some emergent matches. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Pep will will try to to improve also in the tactical in the tactical point of view. Okay. Um, how important are titles for Guardiola? And, and the reason the reason I ask that question is I'm trying to understand because in a way. The like you say, the team is ninety percent there. So in terms of the process, a lot of the process has already been done, and I wonder whether how much satisfaction Guardiola takes from the process when there is only really one small title in the cupboard right now. He's very happy with the with the process. Very very happy. Very happy. He's he's uh, in private. He's made. Most happy than than, than in public. <laughs> um, okay. He's very happy with the players. Very happy because the ambient, the internal ambience uh, at the dressing room is is very well. Yeah, and he will, will he he will to 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 finish this uh, very good season in terms of feeling with more trophies. Of course, if if they win the Premier League, I, I suppose they they will will win the Premier League uh, soon. Uh, that's that's uh, that are two two trophies, uh, minimum two trophies, perhaps, uh, and a small possibility to win also the Champions League. But it's difficult, of course, because Barça, Real Madrid, Bayern, Liverpool, etc. But with two trophies, it's uh, a very good season for for Pep. But he's um, 
he he likes to he likes to be more trophies next season and 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 you know you know my opinion it's only my personal opinion but I think Pep will stay more than than one more season. Mm. It's my opinion. It's not it's not information. Eh? Of course, it's not. Um, uh, you know, it's impossible to talk with Pep about that matter, and especially now, uh, I think he will talk with the club after after the season during the summer. Yeah. But my feeling is that he's happy. He win he he will win two trophies this season. He will try to win more successful Premier League in the next years. Try to to be an European giant like Barça, Madrid, Juventus, Bayern. Try to definitely build a player identity in Manchester City. And I think uh, it's for that that I I feel that he continue more than one year. Okay. With, um, this, with this main focus in his mind. I understand. Do you think that, you know, I'm, I, I look, obviously we're going to win the Premier League this season. Do you think that once the Premier League is won, because Pep said recently that the Premier League is more important than the Champions League. Um, do you think he means that? Like, do you think that every season his priority will always be win the Premier League? Or do you think that once he's won the Premier League, He'll look at next season and feel if we don't win the Champions League this season, okay, next season I have to win the European Cup. I think for for his his mind in in this kind of process, Premier League is more important than Champions League. Okay, because in his mind, if he could win three, two or three Premier Leagues, successive Premier Leagues, that that could make a big level to Manchester City. Yes. In the English football. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Okay. Um, listen, we talked a lot about Otamendi and his improvement in the last podcast that you did. I think it was back in October or November. Um, since then, are there any other players who have caught your eye or who have caught Pep's eye? Is there another player whose improvement or performances have, have impressed? Uh, I think every, every every player of the of the of the team has improved this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, some 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 people like Otamendi is <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> mm, I think Bernardo and Gundogan they adapt very well, very well. Yeah. After a slow start and difficult start, um, I think both. Are uh, adapt uh, amazing also, and I, also Kunawero. I think uh, I think he's playing amazing outside of the box. Mm-hmm. He's a third man in every action. He played very very well also. Do you think Aguero is happy at City right now? Yeah, absolutely. Do you think there's any chance absolutely. that City will sell him this summer? About uh, about uh, a decision from Pep or for the club, I think no, don't exist any option. Okay, excellent. No, no. I mean that's going to make a I lot think of people the only, happy. The only way, the only way that Aguero didn't continue next season is because uh, his own Aguero like to go to I don't know where. Because uh, he will will earn two thousand millions of euros. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, but uh, only if he is a player like to to go, but not by by Pep and the club. No, absolutely zero. Okay. Um, do you think that Mendy, you said when we did the last podcast, you said that Bernardo and Gundogan would need 20 games before they were. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we counted the games after that podcast and it was about 15 or 20 games after that, that we began to see the best mm-hmm. of, of both of them. So you were absolutely correct with your, uh, with your prediction for that. Do you think Mendy will need a similar amount of time? 
Yes, of course, of course. Maybe maybe need uh, will need 20, 20, 25 matches absolutely for to to be in the in the good way. Um, Mendy is for the next season. Okay. Mendy is one of the new contracts of the next season. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Of course. Perhaps he will play this season some matches, of course. Perhaps it depends on his uh, physical sensation, his physical fit. But uh, he's like, uh, like Gundogan in... In September, do you remember Gundogan in September? Absolutely, I remember very. He was a child, was a child, a physical child. No? Yeah, and and I think Mendy now is not the, the the great Mendy. Okay, I think it's for August and September. Okay, um, I want to ask you about. Uh, it's a very personal question for me. I want to ask you about Leroy Sane. Um, he's improved dramatically this season. Um, how do you? How is? I don't want to ask about the relationship between him and Pep. What I want to ask you is, how does Pep coach a player like Leroy, who, to me, seems uh, very emotional? So you see on the pitch that he's a guy who's constantly got his hands out. Why didn't you play this pass? Why didn't you... You understand what I'm saying? That he seems... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's something that Leroy has an edge, basically. And sometimes his performances fluctuate. He can have a very, you know, poor 20 minutes and then he can have an amazing 15, 20 minutes. How does Pep coach a player like that? You are right. Uh, Leroy Sanez is a, it's a very emotional player. Uh, not, not with a... Um, regular performance all the 90 minutes um, but he's very young and he needs to to receive um, the, the many talks about his manager for to try to be more regular don't don't to don't to suffer after after a mistake to to try to to try again and again so, and Pep likes very much to 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 work with the youngs and on, and also with this kind of emotional players. I think there are a, a love story between between Sunny and Pep. Oh, but you know, but you know, in the love story, sometimes there are <laughs> there are also <laughs> bad days, of course. <laughs> of course, I'm I'm married. I know. Yeah. You can have bad days in a love story too. Uh, Excellence. Uh, okay. Uh, how angry was Pep after the Wigan FA Cup results? Is because it, <laughs> it I, I, like I genuinely want to know. Like I was more angry than I thought I would be because it was Wigan and because the performance was so weak and felt so not in the character of this team. What? Yeah. How, how did Pep feel about it? He feel bad, of course. He feel bad. He feel bad every time than than he lost, and also sometimes when he he win. <laughs> um, uh, but especially this night was uh, a poor night. Yeah. The the red card of uh, of Fabian Delph was was a mistake of of the player. You cannot play with uh, with uh, too 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 many. Too many minutes with uh, one less player yeah. in this kind of match it was a was a was a mistake. He was he was angry, very very angry. Yes, but that happens during yeah. a season. Okay, um, I know you have to go and finish your paella, so I'll be quick. I've got two more questions. Um, you know they're doing an Amazon documentary, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. How does Pep feel about that? Having cameras everywhere all the time and knowing that in 12 months, everything that happens this season will be on a screen. Is he comfortable with that? I think uh, he's neutral. (laughs) He's neutral. (laughs) Um, He's like, uh, he's like in Munich with myself. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> uh, with uh, with my words in, uh, about the two books, I was inside every time, and 
he was neutral about about my work, and he's neutral about uh, Amazon works. Uh, I, I think it will be an amazing documentary. Okay. With uh, great images and great talks and so on. But for Pep, it's not an uh, essential question. Yeah. No, it's neutral. Okay. Cool. Uh, listen, last question is not the last question on your piece of paper. It's a different last question. Are you surprised by what is happening to Mourinho at Manchester United? And do you think that Pep is surprised by what's happening over there? I don't like to, to talk. Um, I don't like to talk uh, about uh, Mourinho's uh, matter at Manchester United. I think this is a matter for the fans. Um, But I'm a little bit surprised about the performance of the team. I expected expected, uh, very much than, than this team, yes. Yeah, and that's that's really my only question. It's not, you know, I'm not trying to get you to talk about Mourinho as a guy. It's just more that with the with the resources that United have and the fact that there was a lot of hype and media attention at the start of the season that this is the season Mourinho's second season he always wins the title and yada yada mm-hmm. yada. So I was just curious as to whether now that we're at the stage that we're at and the way it's gone on, whether you feel, whether, yeah, just whether you're surprised at the underachievement of them on the pitch. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised. And especially, I think, I think a, a question. Uh, of course, in, foot, in, in, in the football, especially after 1950, yeah. more or less, the only important thing is to win. Okay. But that's not true. That's not true. Uh, do you remember an English very good player, Danny Blanche Flower, who said, uh, the football is not about the win. It's about the glory. Interesting. So, too much people, too much people not not only in England but uh, everywhere are forgotten are forgotten that kind of part of football the glory everybody play only for to win but when when you play only for to win when you don't win you don't have nothing yeah if you play only for to try that Manchester City didn't win to you by 3-0. You play as a blue team has played at Etihad Stadium this season. And you don't play for the for the glory. And you don't play for the joy. And you don't play for the joy of your players and your fans. You play only for to win. And I like to win ever, but I like a little bit also the glory of the football. Do you think that football in Europe across the big leagues, do you think that football has shifted in the last 15 years tactically from, if you think about when Mourinho first came in and and, and his kind of counter-attacking style, do you think now in the modern, the ultra-modern age, there is a bigger expectation and responsibility for not just big teams, but all teams to play, like you said, for the glory as well as to win, to play to entertain. I think uh, they, they, they exist. there exist uh, many ways to play football since 100 uh, 20 years, more or less. Um, and every, since, since 1935-40, some teams in the world tried to, to play 
uh, a king who named total football it is to try to 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 play with the ball and without the ball to attack and to defend and and to be the master of all the phases of the play uh, so uh, i think it's important i repeat not only to win but to try to play a well football uh, understood, understand them to play well football is not only to play with the ball. It's also to play defending, to counterattack, and the different phases on, of, of this kind of play. Yeah. Um, so I like very much when when the teams trying to to play well football, um, and I understand them. This, this definition of world football uh, are not only the positional play, of course, not only that. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Hey, Marty, <laughs> thank you very, very much. It's a pleasure every every time to talk with you. Um, I, I I will I will expect them that soon Manchester City will will close the Premier League trophy yeah. and we will see what happens at Champions League indeed indeed uh, yeah Marty thank you very much to everybody who listened uh, that was another exclusive 9320 player conversation with Mr. Marty Perrineau thanks for listening we will be back very soon with another podcast and up the blues <laughs> <laughs>